Cookity and Frothy's uh, origin review time, Daggy and Barney with you. As always, to get stuck into this, and we're also going to preview round 20. We're up to round 20 of the National Rugby League yeah. as well. We'll try and get through all of this in one go, but let's see how much we blubber on about last night. Uh, <laughs> where 24 to 10, the Blues defeated the Maroons. Barn, you can have first crack at the stats. In fact, here we have four tries to two, two out of four conversions, one out of two for Queensland, two out of two penalty attempts for Stephen Crichton. It was 18 10 at half time, 77% completion played, 81% for Queensland. Uh, running meters were pretty much close to parity, 83 plus running meters for New South Wales, 27 plus post contact meters for Queensland. Six line breaks to three, 36 tackle busts played 37, two offloads for New South Wales, 11 for Queensland. One force dropout to two, 349 tackles played 318, nine errors to 11, five penalties conceded for New South Wales, six conceded by the Queensland side, two ruck infringements to three, one inside the 10 against New South Wales. Uh, we didn't have any super, super coach points come through, so, uh, but there were some fantastic efforts from a few of the boys out there on uh, last night. I don't think there was, there just about wasn't a bad player in the field. Not really, no. A couple yeah. of guys probably got limited minutes, which um, yeah, didn't really give the guys them a huge opportunity. Well, well exposed. Obviously. I don't think, I can't knock anyone off the top of my head. No, no the back five for Queensland was sort of limited in their opportunities and they, they probably squandered two or three, especially in that second half there as well, which didn't help, but... Um, yeah, if anything, yeah, the back line was probably shut down a little bit by New South Wales, but that, I think that came a lot from New South Wales uh, doing what Queensland's done to them for the first two games and really targeting Munster and uh, DCE and trying to take their time away and uh, limiting their, their chances to get the ball out to, to those guys. So, I think as well, well, yeah, um, just on the back five, because we may as well work through, uh, Ham had a fantastic series to Alungi as well. Um Perhaps they did strike on something with Bradman Best in that when Val's been uh, – and, and we'll start with Bradman Best as well, but um, I've got to say mm. we, we were both sort of semi-critical, well, very critical of him in a way, of his selection, and, I th and obviously he was fantastic. Uh, Defence didn't seem to be an issue. He was fast, strong, and just brought um, absolute peak Bradman Best to the table. Um yeah, was, was never really worried about too much with him apart from his um, being able to supply passing to his outside man because it's not something that he's done a great deal um, <laughs> in recent times for Newcastle. But he, he provided two or three lovely passes to put the Fox away down down that left-hand channel there. But the, the, the point I was getting to is perhaps the games Val struggled the most is against a real brute centre. Uh, Running directly out so, in the challenge. And, and so perhaps yeah. there was an element there, but... Because I think if of everyone, Val was probably the most exposed at a couple of times in that Queensland yep. backline. Uh, but yeah, we've seen it with, obviously with Best, we've seen it with Talakai, we've seen it with Stafford Toa, we've seen it uh, th those big strong ones, the real beasts. Um, obviously, Val um, has his own speed and footwork and everything else, but uh, has that they've been the ones that have been his kryptonite, I think. So yep. uh, from no, that absolutely. point of view, um, just in touch on that back five. Um, I thought that was a probably a, a smart, a, astute selection. Uh, I thought AJ was busy enough. He's a, probably just that shade slower and uh, not as explosive as Walsh or, or even Ponga, but um, was everywhere in defence, uh, worked his ass off, just 
Um, I can't fault him. Probably and, doesn't provide that attacking spark and link that the two before that you mentioned, which was something that Queensland missed a little bit. I thought. Yeah, I think I think that was a key a key out. Uh, and and on the contrary, yeah, I thought all the back five were fantastic for New South Wales. Uh, best we touched on two tries, but looked dangerous at other moments. Uh, great support play, and it was a key, probably the key which we've been waiting on directness and the key part of New South Wales attack was just playing so direct through some of those channels and uh, it paid off. Uh, I thought Stephen Crichton defensively was fantastic. He really Absolutely should was. be picked yep. in this team every year. Yeah. I thought he was outstanding. I uh, didn't have a lot in attack apart from the knock on. Uh, and obviously the two wingers got through, well, two, I got through a massive amount of work and a lot, a lot of scramble work as well in defense. Yeah, absolutely. What do you make of the New South Wales back five? He probably got shown up a little, a couple of times with kicks to his wing, just, but it's not his fault. You can't grow another two foot. Well, and, and that's, be been a, that's been but, a concern for two years, so. Yeah. And they did try to get guys there to help, but um, yeah, he was, was outlapped a couple of times, which led to opportunities for Queensland. Other than that, he was brilliant. Um, as you mentioned, a couple of really nice cover tackles and he was involved in everything. Uh, pretty much every set of the, every set that New South Wales had, he was taking a hit up at least. So um Nice try as well, which uh, Crichton did help with. He held the ball up and drew the defender to put him, you know, put give a bit of extra time to get to the get to the corner there. Um, There's some lovely tries in this game. There was some really nice bits of play that led up to some um, some fantastic some fantastic tries. You mentioned Best already. I don't think there's anything else I need to say about him. He was fantastic. Um, Ado Car actually got some ball for the first time in the series, and you saw what he can do with the with his pace when he gets in and around his outside outside of his man. He's um pretty difficult to stop. And then he throws a lovely <laughs> little chip in over AJ Brimson to <laughs> and regather and score as well. So, which was a lovely bit of skill. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, I don't think there was an a New South Wales player, especially that you could point out and say that they they didn't um, have a a good game, let alone you know even think about saying that they were average. So. And Teddy how... was brilliant. I think he had eleven or twelve tackle busts. He was uh, a lot straighter, which was um was a direct result of playing off the back of Cody Walker, who was straightening into the line consistently. It was very rarely was he going as sideways as he does sometimes for the South Side and. Um, that really freed up some space for Teddy on his on his left shoulder there. So. Well, I was about to get to Cody. Uh, but quickly on Teddy, look, uh, I thought it was a fantastic way to finish the series, uh, having the last say in that try, the his break, uh, and that was yep. classic Tedesco. Uh, and at least for that, that back end, uh, it's the old thing, uh, he might not be as good as he once was, but he's as good once as he ever was. In that moment, straight I, through the gap, draws the fullback, and away they was, go. That was classic Tedesco, and, and great to see. I do still have concerns a year in advance with his yeah, well, defence. He, he was out jumped by tackles and didn't make one, and he was out jumped by Nanai. He was out jumped. Uh, he didn't get off the ground for the first try either, and yep. uh, or the first chance. And I think in a previous life, he shuts down that hammer try as well. He was uh, a bit of the way off the pace. That's being ultra critical because he did have a great game, but you know he's now getting thirty four. I, I I would have thought it, apart from the fact they lost, it's a good way to finish his rep career, and you know hand the mantle to Latrell or someone else. But 
Um, I don't want to sound like an, you know, my usual negative self, but just wanted to say that. <laughs> but to the point in all of these, how much of how well all this back five played was from Cody Walker? Yeah, a hell of a lot of it came off Cody Walker. And um, I think Murray as well. They both uh, had a very good intention of straightening into the line to draw to hold the inside defenders up. And then as soon as the, the inside men sort of held their position rather than sliding out, they got the ball straight out to the, the attacking weapons on the outside edges, which is basically the game plan I've been calling for for New South Wales for the entirety of the series. And they didn't break it out until the last game of the series after it was all said and done, so... Uh, we'll touch on the forwards quickly. Um, start with New South Wales. They they all got uh, well, the middle was fantastic defensively. Uh, RCG and uh, Jake produced what you'd expect them to produce. Uh, Cook played big minutes for his first stint, uh, and and you mentioned Murray. Murray had probably his best game in New South Wales colours. I would have thought. Uh, and Yo at it. the back end uh, just got through a mountain of work in that when it really fantastic had to be off done. the bench. Yeah. And he, they pushed him into the middle. I think he played forward for the large part of the minutes that he was out there. Yeah. Played prop forward and um, was brilliant, and especially in um, meshing up that middle into the defence. Um, Queensland started, when they did start to sort of push their comeback at, at the back end of the first half, it was coming through that middle of the field. And then you immediately saw Yo come on. And, um, yeah, it was Yo, Murray, and the other two that you mentioned, Jake and... RCG that really shut down the the efforts through the middle for for the Queensland side. So I thought they were probably a fraction better in defence than they were in attack, but overall the pack was good for New South Wales. Harry Grant had a good half hour through the middle there when Queensland were in in ascendancy. He was really dominating the ruck. Looked threatening, very threatening. Outstanding. But uh, again, all their forwards were good. Like this, I don't say it's a flattering scoreline, but ultimately Queensland had three aerial assaults on another day three tries uh mm-hmm. and uh i think the queensland pack just matt came to the party as well it was a, a great game of footy uh, i can't knock any of them carrigan is new usual. south wales probably had two as well um if you look at the very first attempt with the best being one step in front yeah. of liam martin when he puts the grub oh, now how, and, um... how is the bloke past his onside when he kicked the ball into him like the, <laughs> the right result was had like they came to the right result, but how is he on side when he's in front of the ball and it hits him? Yeah, good question. Anyway. <laughs> Move on. And um, you had uh, the Brian Toto fingertip for the yo try off the short dropout that that could have been a try as well for the New South That's Wales if well. that finger yeah. that fingertip misses. Um, but yeah, so there was um, Queensland did have more 50 50 opportunities not go their way than New South Wales, but. New South Wales had a couple as well, so. Fair commentary. Uh, both, uh, Fafita was good in um, his chances he had, and I thought the Queensland bench was absolutely outstanding. Collins was, well, just about the yeah. best forward on the field as he's been all all series. Mo in his 20 minutes, was fan, as was brilliant. Every run was awesome uh, and was great in defence. And Horsburgh had a mad, a mad... Um, Spurt, uh, he didn't stand too long, but his his first three or four touches definitely counted. Yep, no, exactly right. Um, again, probably on the flip side to New South Wales, they were a little bit more dominant with the ball in their hands, and um, they probably did have an issue or two in uh, just in that lateral defence. I think the size caught them out once or twice there in the middle of the field, especially with um, Cook getting out from dummy half yep. and um, 
couple of other little angled runs where they angled back into the the forwards and made some pretty good meters. But um, it's, it was a very good tough match, and um, at the end of it, it probably could have gone the other way. But I thought New South Wales were very controlled, especially in that last twenty minutes when Queensland were trying throwing everything at them, and um, they didn't seem to panic like they have in previous stages. They 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 worked a bit more together, especially with their defence and the outside backs and the way that they they got across the field and um, they sort of defended points on the field rather than players, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like they, they tried to sort of really set out a, a structure in their defense and not worry as much as where the ball carrier was as to making sure that they were in the right position for, for what was to come on the outside. So I wonder how much of that is having guys that you can trust, like Jake, you know, Jake, you know, you're your inside, you know, yeah. RCG aren't going to miss. You're not really tackles. worried about that angled player back on the inside. You can just hold your ground out, out in the edges. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Probably does make a, an issue, uh, does make a um, difference. Uh, I guess the only two we haven't really touched on, the, the Queensland halves quickly. Um, yeah, a little bit out of the game, to be honest. DCE did, played his usual role, mainly kicking and um, just trying to sort of get the team to certain parts on the field. But... I thought Munster wasn't very heavily involved until the back end when they really needed something. And then um, he put put in a couple of nice um, high kicks there, which did lead to a few opportunities, but um, didn't see much of his running game. No. But which I expected yeah. would have been a big part of their play. But it was more Hunt and, um, more Hunt and Grant that sort of took yeah. control of that part of the play. Yeah. And uh, your take on Mitch Moses... I thought he was very good. Um, kicked for position, kicked very well with the high ball into the corners uh, to, to keep Queensland down there. Had the lovely uh, cutout pass that Kulamatangi managed to tap on for the try for Toto out in that corner. Just played um, very controlled, very game managed, uh, a lot of game management, a couple of nice little runs where he um, half sort of opened up the Queensland defence without, you know, being ultra impactful. I thought he had a, a very solid game. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I I would think more than just trying to get Nathan Cleary back into this team, but uh, there's a lot of footy to go under the under the bridge before next state of origin. <laughs> yeah. uh, any final takeaways from this game? Like it, it was an entertaining game. Footy it probably suited New South Wales style better with the, the slightly more mobile forward pack, which we questioned, I know, in the preview, but expansive game uh, suited them. Uh, and as I said, the trust in their defence. And and, it, and there was much more calmness than we've seen. You're right. It's a good, very good point than we'd seen in two games to date. Uh, the biggest final? takeaway for mine was the there was a definite plan for New South Wales to make sure that the, the ball got to the centres and the wingers for the first time in the series and, get, and it got there early. Um, the way that Walker and Murray in particular really structured on the, on the edges of biting into the defense and um, it's just before they may come into contact, the ball just got uh, thrown very quickly out to the centers and the, and um, the wingers and Fox and Bradman had a field day out there for a good half an hour in that first half where they were um, continually breaking down that left hand or the right hand defense for Queensland left hand side attack for New South Wales. Hindsight's that a, was um, very good. Hindsight's a beautiful thing, but when you think about it, because that should have been their game plan. It was a game plan, I would assume, from game one, but it would have been tur- Turbo and Luttrell mm-hmm. doing it. If your game plan is to have the two best attacking players in the whole game getting clean early ball, 
shouldn't the like wouldn't Cody Walker be the best guy around to create time and space absolutely. for outside backs? If you really, and I know this is a hindsight, yeah, but yeah. Uh, absolutely. If you and you look at what Nico to... Hines does for the Sharks every yeah. week, he does exactly the same thing. He um he bites into the line, and as soon as he sees an opportunity out wide, the ball just gets flung straight out to a center or a winger, and then that gives them the opportunity to actually you know, get that five seconds before the defense is in their face to to um put some footwork on or decide that what line they're going to run and put their head down and try to barge over their opposition. It's, it's the way the Sharks have been set up for the last two years, and you can see they, it, it creates a lot of points, and Souths are very similar. And, uh, you know, they're the two, probably two of the better attacking teams in the comp, and I don't understand why one or both of those blokes weren't in that team to begin with. Well, yeah, so some actual football playing obviously turned out to be far more effective than right foot step. Right okay, foot no, step, Luai did have say. some decent, um, some decent interactions in the first two games, but you could see the market difference for having Cody Walker there and uh, someone who was determined to make sure that he was going to get to the outside man and not worry about trying to dance around and beat his his um, direct opponent one on one with footwork. Yeah, no, which I... just slows the entire attack down. So. Particularly when you've got so many other guys reliant on that same play, guys that do it. And you couldn't, you saw in Queensland's defence, they couldn't just slide the way they were in the first two games. They were actually pulled apart and put into positions where they had to make a decision in defence rather than just all sliding together over to the wing because they know the ball's not going to get there in a hurry. Exactly. Uh, any other, anything else you want to finish on here? Is Freddie's job, does Freddie get another crack or is this all just like. I think that. I think by the, by the sounds of things, he might. Um, I wouldn't be picking him again. I'd be trying to look for someone else to bring a a different sort of uh, mantra towards the team. It's been six years now, and I think it's what two out of six with some very questionable decisions in the, in team selection in the last, um, especially the last two two series. So um, we'll talk about it from here for the next 12 months, I guess <laughs> yeah. until it rolls around I mean, again. The, the other but... thing is the, the average age of the blues actually went up in this game. Whereas Queensland still have an average age of outside of DC, like early twenties with younger to come yeah. back with three Welsh to come back with guys like that still floating around. So, uh, I, I think, yeah, I mean, you just, it was what it was. It was a good game of footy. Uh, and we do it all again next year. And, um, yeah, Walker with three, Bradman Best with two, and actually gave uh, Ruben Cotter, someone we didn't mention from the yeah. Queensland side, one point. Again, worked his absolute backside off, made 44 tackles, I think it was, and 13, 14 hit-ups. So. Uh, I believe he was... The... I think he was a world... A bit of, bit of talk around the um, Wally Lewis medal winner, but I think he was a very deserved winner of it, to be honest. I think if you go back and look at the stats of all three games, he was, he was uh, right up there amongst the, the top in every single game, so... There would be only two blokes I could consider. It would be him or Lindsay Collins. Mm-hmm. And um, they got it right. So, yeah, no complaints at all there. And I don't have any arguments. There's obviously plenty of honourable mentions. Uh, but uh, we'll leave it at that. Should we get straight into our preview? Or should we do this as a second Absolutely. show? Absolutely. Let's do, do that. Uh, it'll <laughs> be a second show on YouTube. But if you're listening on Spotify, we'll just get straight into this. Round Absolutely. 20 kicks off Thursday night with the... Knights hosting the Tigers. Bradman Best uh, has been named to back up on the two days. I think just about everybody has. Uh, yes, I believe so. And uh, I'll 
don't think there's too many we'll get doubts. To that. We'll get to all that as we go. Uh, no changes apart. No, no changes for the Knights from last week. For the Tigers, they were welcome back. Alex Twal on the bench and uh, Appy Coruscant starts at nine. Back a couple of weeks early. Uh, Talon De Silva and you know, drops off, and Asatasi James goes back to the reserves. I'll let you have first crack this while I go and find my late mail thing. Yeah, right. Um, well, big in obviously with Appy. Uh, should provide if they go back because um, just before he got injured, obviously they were starting to really structure their play in around in the middle middle of the field, and it was um, reaping benefits for the Tigers there just before he, he did get injured. So um, that should provide another opportunity to at least create opportunities for for the Tigers team. Whether they can cash in on them is a different story. It's the story of the Tiger season, realistically. Um, I think this is a 50-50 game, to be honest. I think this is a game where Tigers can be quite dominant in uh, the middle of the field and uh, cause cause Newcastle a lot of problems in that in that middle third, as they like to call it, of the field. But I think Newcastle probably have a few more creative options once the ball gets out past the past those middle forwards. And uh, I, I just expect Newcastle to probably score one or two more tries than the Tigers can find in this match. So. I am, as, as I said, giving it a fifty, giving the Tigers a good fifty-fifty crack at it, and um, wouldn't be surprised if it goes that way. But I'm going to tip Newcastle one to twelve, Ponga man of the match, and Greg Marzu first try scorer. Yeah, I I agree with everything you said. I think this that could almost dominate the Ford battle again. My biggest concerns has biggest concern has become the edge defence of the Tigers. I think Kapoor on a wing still uh, very concerning, and the fact Pong has found such great form in the last month, I think he might expose couple of um, those outside backs. Uh, so I'm going to give him man of the match. I'm going to say 1 to 12 nights. Uh, but I'm optimistic, as optimistic as I can be here. Mm-hmm. First try scorer, Dom Young. Uh, he's been had a bit of a, a semi a mini drought, so back amongst the yes. scorers there. Mm-hmm. Saturday kicks off. We've got the triple treat both days of the weekend. Kicks off with the Bulldogs and the Broncos at Belmore. Adokar is actually the only one in doubt. He's left early with the hamstring. I imagine yeah, they did, probably yeah, don't correct. risk him. So Alamante yeah, you wouldn't think so. or Burns will... Um, Skelton maybe would come oh, Ske- Yeah, line. so we've got Skelton, who's on the extended bench. Uh, Skelton or Alamonte will come back into the... either into the starting side or onto the bench. Uh, the rest is the same team that beat uh, South last week, Brisbane. You've got no Corey outs now, uh, and... I would suggest that uh, Dean Mariner or jo- probably Jordan Prayer actually comes onto the bench there. Onto Rara the field would, there. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Capel's back. And Patrick Carrigan uh, spent a fair bit of time on the bench for him last night. So uh, he is in the extended reserves now, but I, he might even start off the bench again here. Palacia, Jensen, Capel, <laughs> Piacora, and Hetherington, a different looking forward pack for Brisbane. Uh, Jesse Arthurs, Tapao, and Willison, the other bench players. Interesting test of Brisbane's depth. It's they've scraped through so far. Um, I should also mention Tristan Sailor's playing oh. fullback. Uh, what are they doing again? Here? I like do like Tristan at fullback. Um, be interesting to see how he goes back there. I've got question marks around this game, to be honest. Um, you, you look at the, the two emblems when it comes up on, <laughs> on your footy tips and you just would automatically go to the Broncos. But 
this is actually one of the first games I've thought for a while where the Bulldogs could have a slight edge in the forward pack. Wow. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I know it's funny to say, and you, <laughs> you're going to think it's a bit of a strange one, but um, yeah, the likes of Vitala Mariner, Max King could do a job over the, the direct opposition. Uh, Topine had had some raps on him 12 months ago, but he's been a bit in the, in the background for a while. Jacob Preston's as good as any forward on the field here. Uh, Tavita Pangai depends what kind of mood he turns up in. Could be um, an X factor off the bench. So the way they played last week, the control that they showed um, in in their halves and the opportunities they were able to create, albeit against a, a a very undermanned South Sydney team, leads me to think that they may be able to score a few tries here. And if they get to the three or four try mark, it might be enough to really worry this Broncos team. But uh, I'm going to stick with the Broncos. I think they've just got too much strike in those outside backs. Ezra Mam and Reynolds should create enough opportunities to get them home with a 1-12 to win. I'm going to go with Ezra Mam as man of the match. Uh, I think he, if, once this forward pack does get tired and they get into their um, their reserve guys, he could really start causing some problems on the edges there. And I'll go with Selwyn Colbe first try score. I'm very tempted. Uh, as you know, I tipped him last week to beat Souths and... I'm thinking about it again. I think this, if Brisbane loses, say, I, I dare say I'm going to call panic stations at the Broncos because uh, they're still without some personnel for a few weeks. And if they drop this and drop two or three in a row on the back of what happened last year, uh, there might be some very nervous people north of the border. Um, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that uh, both the calmness of Reynolds and the experience of the outside backs there uh, and ability to one-on-one be, be brilliant in terms of your Farnworth, Stags and mm-hmm. Cobbo can produce just enough points. But I think I think it could be a last try wins game, uh, sort of 20, you know, 30 to 26 or something like that. Uh, first try scorer, I'm going to go with Cobbo and man of the match, Adam Reynolds. He's not really been stamping himself in the last month, but in a game like this, missing all the key allies, it has to be on him to get them around the park, and I think he does it. But uh, I could easily see uh, the half combination that Bulldogs now have uh, in Matt Burton getting plenty of space, uh, being very dangerous here, particularly with the, spe- the speed they now have out wide. So interesting game. Seagulls Absolutely. and the Cowboys at Four Pines Park. DCE and Jake both named and will be watched coming out of Origin. Uh, Jake Arthur's on the extended bench as cover. Uh, we've also got uh, Dean Madison uh, on the bench there, making his first grade debut, I believe. Uh, uh, Woods, Bullimore, Alloy all on the bench too. Uh, for the Cowboys, Holmes, Tulangi and Nanai all being named. Uh, and Kyle Feltz on standby for the outside backs there. Uh, Jason Tamalolo is on the bench, but may well start to let Cotter come off the bench, uh, who is currently named to start at lock. But uh, Cotter's completely mad and might just play 80 minutes anyway. <laughs> Quite uh, possibly. It's hard to go past the Cowboys. I think they've just been play- they've put together the, a great month of football, um, the informed team in the comp, and they meet a team that's not the informed team in the comp. In fact, far from it. Uh, I think they put on points here. I think they... We might get the usual trading of um, pleasantries for 15 minutes, but I think once the Cowboys open up and get into the uh, – and let uh, Tumbalolo 
uh, Griffin Liam and Co. get really getting their work off the bench as well. I think they put score points. Drink water will be part of all of that. And man of the match again. And first try scorer, uh, Valamang. He's been red hot. And we know uh, the defensive issues that man the Manly Edges have had lately. Barn. Yeah, no, um, it's the edge defence for Manly for mine that I, has me thinking that the Cowboys win this one. Um, I originally had the Cowboys winning well, but I just think the amount of players that they had uh, playing on Wednesday night may lead to some fatigue at the back end of the, or even maybe even early in the second half of this game and Manly might be able to score a couple of, couple of tries of their own. So um, expecting the, the forward packs to really go at it in this game. There's some big boys out there and uh, this, it, it should be a pretty entertaining matchup in the middle of the field. I just think that, um, yeah, obviously with the creativity of Drinkwater lately and Dearden's running game has gone to a new level and I expect them to create a couple more tries and I think it might just come back to the 1-12 to 12 mark at the back end of this game with the likes of maybe Gary and Saab scoring a couple of tries late. Uh, Manly, one to, uh, Manly Cowboys 1-12. to 12. Drinkwater man of the match, and I'm going to go with Nanai first try scorer. Little half bomb on on top of the um, this probably Daily Cherry Evans head and jump over the top of him. Uh, the main event is the Roosters hosting the Storm at the Sydney Cricket Ground. We've got uh, Brandon Smith back on the bench. Jake Turpin starts at nine. So they're after all the talk all season. Uh, Cheese is back to being a a bench hooker. Uh, <laughs> Nathan Brown keeps his 13 spot. Victor Radley's on an edge, and he'll be up against Nelson on the other edge. Uh, that's going to be a clash for the ages. Uh, Will, Will Rawbrick uh, served his HIA during the bye, so he's good to go. In fact, they look pretty much the same way they looked last time. They were at the footy. Obviously, Munster, Grant, and uh, Coates are on a 72-hour backup, so we'll see how much they want to risk them. Another interesting game. Uh, I'm going to say that Melbourne are in a far better spot, though, than the Roosters. They, uh, I think the bye would have done them a world of good off the, the last time they saw him was against Penrith, wasn't it? Bye would have done them the world of good. And the Roosters, I'm not sure, still not sure where they're at. Teddy's going to be on tighter legs, although it's never been an issue in the past, obviously. Uh, I just think this might be a sort of 20 to 12 game. And I think Melbourne's ultimately effort and lack of spark from the Roosters attack, which is still yet to see it really click, is going to be the difference here. Uh, man of the match, Jerome Hughes, first try scorer. We'll go with Will Warbrick out there. He's going all right. Yeah, um, Roosters seem to always aim up for this match. Uh, they always do seem to give the Storm a run for their money. Uh, Tedesco even in the first two games of the series this year, seems to have played quite well backing up off after Origin. It seems to give him a kick in the ass for some reason. I don't know <laughs> what, what that's about, but... Uh, Points to prove in forward the last packs, few weeks, but... Forward packs probably match up pretty pretty evenly if they both play towards their best. Uh, the rotation for mine is where this game could change. I should also I mention, think sorry, that uh, Suwali uh, should be on paper big in for Borlo. Yeah, absolutely. But carry on. I just think there's um, there's a few blokes on these reserve interchange benches for both these sides that um, have some defensive issues in um, in the likes of Wishart, Garlic, uh, Sia Wong. Uh, yet to see what Brandon Smith's going to come back. But uh, 
he's not bad for missing a tackle here and there as well. So the middle of the field could open up. I expect both teams to probably score around the 20 point mark and it'd be close uh, at the back end of this match. I could see the Roosters stealing this game, but I'm going to stick with the Storm 1 to 12. Uh, man of the match, I'm going to go with the. I really liked what I saw out of um, Harry Grant on Wednesday night, but whether he can back that up and put the same performance, I'm, I'm leaning towards Harry Grant, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was Jerome Hughes. Uh, but we'll stick with Harry Grant and first try score. I'm going with you. I'm going with Will Warbrick to score for, for the Melbourne side. Match of the round. Warriors host the Sharks at Go Media Stadium. It's actually not a bad Sunday, Barn. Can you get out for the afternoon? You're more than likely. Excellent. See what's going on. Might might sneak out and watch uh, at least a game or two of this. Oh, uh, yeah, the Sharks are before this, that one? Yeah, 2 o'clock. Yeah, 2 o'clock. So, Panthers after. Uh, if you're listening, young Greg, uh, you can come too if you like, our statistician. There you go. <laughs> Uh, I forgot to mention in the Roosters game, this is the this kills off their season if they lose it as well. So yeah. do expect to do a die attitude from the Roosters in that game. So anyway, more to the point. Sean Johnson apparently is expecting a baby. So baby watch. We'll see what yeah. happens there again. Uh, Volkman is on standby. Dylan Walker has been named. Uh, no Bunty Afoa with the bench being. Uh, oh, he was on the extended bench last week. So there they got their full strength forward pack. For the Sharks, Hamlin Ueli has been named on an extended bench. We'll keep an eye on that. But Williams, uh, Colquhoun, Hazelton and Graham right now are still the bench. Uh, not too many origin concerns here. Barney, how confident are you? No, I'm not confident. We saw what happened last time we played and we put on 20-odd points and let them get back into the game. That's uh, right. For mine, obviously, that, that would be um, something that would have been hammered home uh, for the for the entire week come, leading into this match. And hopefully, it, this doesn't happen again. <laughs> uh, both teams have got some good points in them. Uh, we, we've seen what the Warriors have done all season. Same with the Sharks. Sharks do have a few defensive issues, which has been... Um, you know, highlighted one week they, they're really good in defence and then the next week they're not so good. So for mine, the, the forward pack's getting back to almost full strength. So that probably shores up a couple of those issues. Um, I expect the Sharks to, to win this game in the, at the in, by the end of the match. Uh, one, I'm still not confident. I'm going to go 1-12. to 12. I just think there's probably a fraction more strike in uh, and consistency out of the centres from the Sharks, and that'll be a big area that they'll, they'll target the likes of Rocco Berry and um, Adam Pompey in this match through Ramian and Talakai, and I think um, you may see quite a few points come out of uh, the Sharks centres in this game and wingers being able to expose that position in the field. Sharks 1-12, to Talakai first try scorer, and I'm going to go with Braden... Uh, sorry. Yeah, Blake Braley. I think he's been tremendous the, two, the last two games that he's played. He's been close enough to man of the match, so I'm going to pick him for man of the match in this one. They get the tired forwards. If they can tire out the forwards for the Warriors team, he can have a big impact. Coming back to New Zealand after what they served up last time there, albeit in a, on the heavy 10, I, I think the Warriors, I'm going, to, yeah, I'm going to say it, Sharks haven't beaten anyone yet. Yeah. So yeah. they get to play the play the Warriors now. I think the Warriors bash this forward pack, and I like two years. I think that um, they really struggle with the size here, and I think they, they they lay the platform to to win this game in a grind. Uh, I think it, through that they're going to shut down a lot of the attacking flair that Nico would have obvious or otherwise 
provide. Uh, man of the match will be Fanua Blake, owning it up front in the middle, uh, one to twelve. And first try scorer, he's found his stride now. Uh, my man Luke Metcalf, let's stick solid there. Big game for both because they both need to make Absolutely. statements against each other. I would think to to really put their premiership credentials on the line. The Dolphins at KO Stadium host the Panthers, and from all reports, uh, while not being named, Nathan Cleary's pretty close to playing. Should he get through the cap, the the last training session, Yo Martin and Crichton and Tua have all been named to back up, uh, and Zach Hosking's on standby for Scott Sorensen. Branko Lee named on the extended Dolphins bench. I'm not sure if he really fits in here, but. Uh, Hammer is still in the centres with Aitken. New uh, Izako on the wing. Nikarima still fullback. The rest is what we saw last week. Uh, freshen up just at the right time for Penrith. I think there are oh, Harrison Graham starting at nine. I was going to say, yeah. is that Harrison Graham's first game? He uh, is starting. Uh, we're going to see him step out um, for the Dolphins. They, though, will struggle here against Penrith. I think Penrith will go through the motions. Five-day turnaround for these origin players. Uh, Cleary is only going to be a bonus. And we know, we've seen when Cleary's come back from those sort of extended breaks, he comes back in a, a great, in great fettle. So if he does play, I think he's going to man of the match. Uh, first try score at Tango, who is really finding his stride. And uh, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to say 13 plus. I think late points come in this game. It's going to take a long way to get there, but uh, and I think the Dolphins' pack will be up for the fight for a large chunk, but that flickering fuel light might just be red again by the end of this one. Yeah, no, I like what you said there. I'm pretty much the same. I think that you'll see spurts where the Dolphins match or maybe even be better than the Penriford pack in for five- and ten-minute periods, which may lead to some points for the Dolphins, which... Uh, is really their only hope, but by the end of this game, I expect the, the Penrith pack to be quite dominant, especially in the last sort of 20 minutes, half an hour of this game, and uh, run away with the game a 13-plus victory. I think they'd be crazy to play Cleary. I know he said he's fit and he wants to come back, but why why would you um, why wouldn't you just give him one more week realistically to be 100% certain? Uh, got to start somewhere. If, you know, he does have to start somewhere, obviously, yeah. Um, I'm going to go man of the match, Isaiah Yo. I think, um, you know, nice little 50-minute hit out on Wednesday. I think he'd be primed for this one. And um, he was very good on Wednesday. And I'm, he'd probably be even better on the backup uh, this weekend. And I'm going to go first try scorer, Isaac Tungo, with the Panthers winning 13+. plus. Uh, just so it's not a complete cop-out, I'm going to make Liam Martin my man of the match. Should clearly not be there. Eels and Titans wrap us up at Combank. The Sunday night special. This would be on a Monday in years gone by. Uh, the... Oh, yep. Uh, Gutho's back. He's at one again. Moses is at seven. Uh, Sean Russell goes to a wing. Uh, with Sivo obviously staying now. The wing, Penasini, Simmonson in the centres. Bread and Hands, I believe, could have the nine spot for the rest of the season. I think there's some injury concerns there. Uh, and Ryan Madison goes back to the bench. Uh, the big three are all back for the Titans. Mo, Tino, and Fafita. Jaden Campbell back to 14. And AJ Brimson will be backing up as well. Points coming here, Barn? I think so early. I think the, may, the game may settle down towards the back end of the game and um, peter out to sort of a bit of a an ugly ending. But um, 
I think it comes down to whether it's 12, uh, 1 to 12 Parramatta or 13 plus comes down to how many days the um, – <laughs> The three front, the three forwards from the Titans have been on the beers. If <laughs> <So, laughs> Tino and Dave, Dave and Mo got out there and had it, give it a good um, lashing for a day or two, <laughs> they may not pull up the best on Sunday. But um, nah, realistically, I'd expect Parramatta to be quite comfortable, uh, especially once the ball gets out of the out of the ruck and out into the edges. Uh, we've we've seen the defensive issues that the Titans continue to have, although it has been us uh, in the last three or four weeks. Paramount has got more than enough to expose some of these outside backs. Dejan Assi for mine has been fantastic the last two games he's played. But I'm actually going to tip him for man of the match in this game. I think he'll be very creative and cause cause some problems for the likes of Kelly and Shoop on, on the edges and Khan Pereira. So, um, yeah, Eels, I'm going to stick to 1-12 to 12 just because I do know that Titans have got some points in them. And if their forward pack aims up, they'll, they'll match Parramatta. So, um yeah, Dejan Asi, man of the match. Carm Pereira, I'm going to go first try scorer for the Titans because they do like to score the first try in a match. And Parramatta 1-12. to I am going with Para 1-12 to too, but this is an absolute game Para can fuck up and have done in the past. <laughs> uh, I would be really nervous going if you're a Paras fan because there's going to be lots of ball movement, uh, lots of weird shit happening, lots of complaining from the usual suspects along the way. Uh, and But I think ultimately... They get their season back on track here. Now getting pretty close to full strength as well. Uh, yeah, they've really fixed up that rotation. I think off the bench. Yeah, there's not there's not as big a drop off anymore when the when their big boys come off. I don't think it's it, it shouldn't be lost. Um, I know he's had some injury concerns. It shouldn't be lost on how important Offengawe can be in that. He's genuinely a fantastic uh, forward. Yeah, sorry, and Madison and Davey, and Madison, those guys are good enough absolutely. to to hold up a middle. Uh, it is. Uh, it's going to be the Gutho show. And I'm going to make him man of the match uh, after his big stint on Wednesday night. And before that, in fairness, before that, he was one of the form fullbacks in the competition. So uh, by no means uh, tongue-in-cheek there. I really want to go for Sean Lane first try scorer here, uh, starting yeah, right. uh, now. Make sure you put a dollar on up, it, so I will. even if you don't tip it. But, but, this is, uh, <laughs> but uh, for the record... If I'm treating this as a Monday night game, then uh, Macasivo at Combank will score first. So yep. that's the way I'm going to go. Do you want a minute to think about some betting options? No, I'll put mine together. Do you need a minute? No, I'll just make it up as I go. Who have you? <laughs> Actually, I'm going to make it up right now. I'm going to go $25 on Macasivo first try. Yep. And $25 on Sean Lane first try. There you go. Oh, hedging your bets. Yep. <laughs> All good. Um, I've gone with... Three games I think that could that could end up as upsets at the moment with the way the betting stands. I've gone Roosters, Warriors, and Titans all head to head. Uh, that'll get you sixteen dollars, so I'm going to put ten dollars on that just as a, an outside bet there. My my big bet for the weekend is going to be Panthers and Cowboys both to win thirteen plus. That'll get you six bucks. I'll have thirty dollars on that, and then I'm going to have an anytime try score. I'm going to put four of them together from four different matches: Mazu, Cobo, Mulatalo, and Warbrick in their respective matches to score a try at any time. That's worth $9.60. I have $10 on that. Did my wacky thing come off last week? No, you missed out by one or two. Damn it. It was, um, oh, who was it? That... I think it was someone obvious. Chance too. didn't score and yeah. somebody else didn't score. You're but... sh- you're, yeah, anyway. We both dropped um, money last week. We're now currently sitting on minus $610 for yourself and on minus $499 
and 50 cents. Damn your accountability, David. <laughs> What's got you frothing this week? Saturday for mine. Uh, the importance around some of these games on Saturday. Um, the Broncos, as you said, if they do uh, manage to trip over and let the, the dogs in there, that could be a big... Because it's so close in that top six or seven positions. You you drop one game, you could drop four or five spots on the ladder and it, your season's in a different position. Cowboys could really push their their uh, claims for a top eight spot and it's, it's just starting to get towards do or die areas for the Eagles. And very similar for the Roosters. Uh, the Storm could cement a spot here in the top four, or the Roosters could. This is their season. If they, there's still mathematically a chance, but they lose this game. It real, in all honesty, there's no chance of getting anywhere near the top eight. So, yeah. Uh, well, just a bit contrary. Sunday's got me frothing. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, good. I, I like the fact that we're getting on paper the game of the round there at two o'clock, and we get finals. We get the blowtorch to one of those teams. We're going to find out where they both sit. It might yep. be a cracker, and maybe we both, maybe they're both uh, in order. We potentially see Nathan Cleary come back and um, what he brings back to Penrith, and then we get complete madness and chaos in the last game, and you know how much <laughs> that tickles my fancy. So looking Absolutely. forward to it. Actually, this is uh, an exciting week of a full week of footy to, for us to get our teeth stuck into next Monday. Yeah, one game short, but... Oh, yeah, there is two. Almost back. Almost. Yeah, three on the bye. Dragons, Rabbits and Raiders all have the bye this weekend. So. They can all use the bye, to be honest. So, real <laughs> Yes, good, yes, they could. <laughs> real, good, real good timing for South, actually. And probably the Raiders, really, because uh, we've been looking for them to sort of flatline and um, a week off might, might just freshen them up. Correct. All right, well, I'll let you freshen up, David, and we'll do this again <laughs> Monday night over a beer at the Grey Gums Hotel, I suggest. Be good. Enjoy um, getting your teeth in to show us your tips. Oh, we're about to record that. You can find that on all good uh, podcast networks and YouTube, of course. Uh, and we'd better plug PCTC if you're into the horse racing and want to take us on. The Spring Carnival Tipping, what is it called? Tipping Comp is uh, the entry forms up now. Uh, free and buying options. You can take us on. It runs, there's three barrier trolls and it runs all the way from August through Melbourne Cup Week. A lot of fun tipping in Sydney and Melbourne each and every race. And you get All right, so we've got three practice rounds coming up and then into three. the comp, yeah? Yeah, August yeah, so 5th. So three weekends no, two, before two, we... and then uh, August 5th. Of two. Okay. And that Lovely. runs, if you are so inclined, all the way through to the end of Cup Week. Uh, Sydney and Melbourne. It's a lot of fun. Bit of banter. Absolutely get it is. to take on Arminia Cab and the other Pelicans in there. So <laughs> uh, we'll do that all again. Uh, great supporters of the show, Gaz and everyone there. We'll be back Monday. See you guys. Take care. Enjoy the weekend. And we'll chat soon. See ya.